Welcome to Steamy Stories. This daily podcast features the best developing authors of love stories, along with exotic journals of passionate and explicit human interaction. Our curators have selected stories each day, bringing a diverse collection of storylines. Some are historic, some are futuristic, but they all relate to the human quest of physical and emotional desires for sexual expression. We delve into the youthful discovery of sexuality. We chronicle the vast expressions of healthy affection and sex drive. We feature the creative ways that real people overcome life's adversities and limitations and still find sexual fulfillment. And we celebrate the successes of people who restore losses in their love life and go on living in a pleasurable and generous way. Balanced sexuality is essential to healthcare for body, soul, and spirit. Subscribe to Steamy Stories podcast in your mobile apps and browsers. And now, today's story. Snogwarts School Sex Goddess, Part 4 The Seduction of Dr. Adolphus Snake By Jane 700 Bond, listen to the podcast at Steamy Stories. Gabriella sighed and turning and putting her hands on Auriella's shoulders said Auriella, you must understand two things. One, you have developed a natural powerful glamour. It is a sort of magic which attracts people to you. Gabriella's hands moved slowly from Oriella's shoulders and around and under her arms where she pressed them against the sides of the girl's breasts. Even I am find your power nearly irresistible. The teacher sighed, moved her hands around and cupped the tight mounds. By wand and magic I need to resist you or we'll be at it again like rabbits. Nice idea, giggled Oriella. Gabriella moved away and said sternly the second thing you must know is that Lucille is a dangerous black witch who takes after her father and if the school is to be safe, you mustn't let her become sex goddess instead of you. Her glamour is not like yours, it is a spell she uses to manipulate people, whereas you, you just turn people on. This was astonishing news and Oriella asked the older woman to explain. It seemed that the Marquis Elastic Legrand had been arrested for turning a class of girls at a local convent in France into his sex slaves. Using spells, he and other black practitioners had raped the girls, who were completely mesmerized and unable to resist the magician's evil desires. It appeared that Lucille may have been taught some of the spells and it was suspected that she had also joined in, or even organized her own orgies. The rumor was she had enslaved some of the local boys to meet her own particular whims. Hence, why she had escaped the country when the magic police called to arrest her father. Lucille has a desire for power, like the Dark Lord, and wants to enslave people for her evil purposes. Oriella said whoops. I might have given her the wrong impression about what being sex goddess meant. I think I said something like slaves to your desire. I also think I saw some of her black magic last night. She hypnotized Dave and Tony and although she and I had some fast and exciting sex I wasn't sure the boys enjoyed being mere sex machines. Gabriella looked into the girl's eyes. The sex goddess awakens desires in others and lets them fulfill their own fantasies through her own vast appetite for sex. She does not enslave. She gives and takes pleasure and fun. You must understand this and you must use your power to gain the crown. Otherwise we will see a silver in-house full of slave automata, no longer truly human. Do you understand? Oriella nodded and the woman came close and, breathing heavily, brushed the girl's lips with her own. Then seeming to remember herself, 
pulled away again to stand beside the chair where Oriella sat today. I must give you weapons in this war and maybe Dr. Snake will help too. The future is occluded and I cannot see it clearly. It is a close call as to which one will come out on top. Yes, I must teach you spells and charms and Dr. Snake has some powerful potions that might be useful. Now, I think it is time for lunch. These memories of Gabriella Peacock that morning made up Oriella's mind. She got off the bed and without even bothering to remove the charm that hid the hole in the wall, slipped through to the boys' bedroom next door and slipped into bed beside Dave. It was now about two in the morning and George, wand in hand slipped down the stairs to the Slytherin common room and silently opened the door to the staircase to the girls' dormitories. With soundless unshod feet he gradually made his way up the stairs until, when he reached one landing, the figure of a girl appeared in the dim stair lights, coming from one of the rooms. She only wore a pair of pajama bottoms and her top half was naked. Almost in panic George used his wand to cast a stillness spell on the girl who halted halfway to the bathroom. George moved closer and began to take an interest in this unexpected delight. She was a girl called Peggy. She had tussled mousy blonde hair which framed her pretty young face with its small nose and very kissable mouth. Her eyes were closed and she breathed softly under his spell. George was fascinated and experimented with a soft kiss on her slightly open lips. There was no reaction. His eyes wandered downwards and took in her small boobs with their darker brown centers, the color of milk chocolate. He could not resist but to cup them in his inexpert hands. Despite losing his virginity to Oriella, he had never before seen and felt a real girl's breasts. They were so soft to the touch, like silk. His dick stuck out from his dressing gown in excitement as he gently rubbed the teats, feeling the softness of the aureole and the firmness of the nipples. George's dick pressed against the girl's pajama bottoms, catching on the material as he pressed against her. George was in heaven, the girl stood silent except for her quiet regular breaths as he took one nipple in his mouth and whirled his tongue around it, tasting the salty sweetness of her young skin. Another first for George. His hands roamed around her naked back as he suckled the beautiful breast and slowly moved down and in under the material which was covering her small soft butt. The feel of a real girl was driving him insane with excitement. Moving his mouth to her other tit, he slowly pulled down the pajama bottoms and fondled her now naked ass. His boner pressed against the girl's stomach and he rubbed it around the smooth young skin in delight. Oh, Peggy he thought I could fuck you and you would never know. He moved his mouth once more to the slightly parted lips and put his tongue between them, but they could not get past her still closed beautiful teeth. Disappointed, he moved back to licking the delicious tits as he tried to force his dick between her legs. But again, with her legs together where she stood, there was no way in. Likewise, her pussy lips, while soft and pliable, would not let his probing fingers advance into the locked cavern within. Disappointed, George realized he was trying to rape a soft, but unpliable statue and where was the fun in that when Oriella was in her bed upstairs. Dissatisfied, George stood back from the beautiful Peggy, gave a last rub of her ass with his dick and then pulled up the pajama bottoms back up over that so fucking tempting butt. He crept to the next staircase, and once at the corner, turned back, and used his wand to remove the stillness spell and creep creepily further up the tower. When the release spell touched her, Peggy came to as though waking. She wondered for a moment muzzily why her breasts felt cold and damp and the nipples were hard, but needing to urgently get to the bathroom, 
shook her head and moved off. Later she dreamt of firm hands caressing her body and enjoyed a beautifully erotic dream. Georgie Porgy got to the top of the staircase where he knew Oriella slept. He did not know who she shared with, but once in the dim room it became obvious to him that only one bed was occupied, so that was all right. Stealthily, George knelt by the bedside and slowly pushed a hand under the duvet where it met the warm back of a naked sleeper. Very subtly he caressed the skin and a moan issued from the sleeper. He stopped for a moment and then pushed his other hand under the duvet and began to stroke the girl's body up and down the curve of the back. The girl was facing away from him with her legs one over the other and George soon found the curve of her hips and the crease in her butt. His hands mulled the cheeks and the girl moaned again. Then one hand found the gap between her legs and he pushed on to find the slit of her pussy lips. Here he held his breath and then gently pushed the knuckle of his thumb back along the slit, parting the lips slightly. Another groan from the girl and George was aware of his aching dick pushing against the cold iron of the bed frame as his knelt there. With the one hand massaging the pussy lips, his other explored its way over the girl's arm to find the breast that it cuddled. With another groan, the arm moved out of his way and to his delight and lust-filled wonder his hand found itself holding a warm soft breast. Suddenly the girl moaned and turned over towards him, trapping the one hand under her butt, thumb tightly in place on the pussy lips and the other being clamped in place on the girl's left breast by her arm. George knew about trapped hands and female genitalia from his experience with Oriella from the previous morning and to his mounting excitement he realized that the pussy was getting warmer and wetter, beginning to exude its sex oils. He worked his fingers around so that his thumb was pushing up into the slit whilst his fingers found the girl's clit. George was both in agony and in heaven. His monstrous hard-on was now under the bed frame and pressing against ancient springs, but exploring the girl's pussy more than made up for it. As he massaged, he used his head to push the duvet back to reveal the fabulous body beneath. His head went down on other now exposed breast and for the second time that night he was sucking a real girl's tits. With an effort, despite his trapped hands he moved his butt backwards and brought his dick up and over the bed without scraping it on odd bits of sharp metal. The sleeper slept on, apparently unconscious of its increasing sexual arousal and very unaware of Georgie Porgy getting his evil way. Slowly, George moved his trapped hand from under the girl's butt and used it instead to attack the pussy from clit downwards, fingers now pressing deeply into the girl's vagina whilst his thumb played with the clit. The girl's head moved and suddenly there were hot lips around his dick, sucking deeply on his overexcited manhood. He looked at the head and in shock realized this was not Oriella, it was the French girl she had seen her with earlier. But George wasn't complaining, he was enjoying himself thoroughly and his fingers fucked deep into the girl's cunt and his dick went ever deeper into the girl's mouth. Just when he thought he was going to come, the girl, Lucille. Yes, Lucille was her name released his manhood and pulled his hand out of her pussy. In a swift and almost impossible movement, she lifted the boy from the floor and plonked him on his back on the bed. Lucille then straddled him, rubbing her pussy lips up and down his shaft. She then lifted herself up and plunged herself down on him hard, his dick going deep within her. She was growling like a tiger as she rode him, up and down, thrusting as if her life depended upon it one hand massaging her breasts with an unbelievable roughness and the other rubbing hard on her clit. The boy appeared to be forgotten, he was just a dildo and she was taking her pleasure. George felt his hips bang under the pressure of her abandoned movements, the bed jolting hard and noisily on the springs. 
George was aware of the wave of cum released from his ball sack that eagerly sought entrance into the girl's awaiting vagina. He came, and still she rode him, not allowing any rest. He whimpered as he fought to release himself from the mad girl who was fucking him even faster now with his cum juices lubing her cunt. She came with a mad roar, but still went on, up and down faster and faster. George felt another load about to shoot and shoot it did deep inside her and she came again. Still Lucille did not stop but bounced up and down on his aching cock. Finally, after another orgasm, Lucille left his cock and made a leap like a frog to his head that left her with her dripping cunt pushing on George's mouth. Tongue me, you bastard. Lucille shouted and George found his tongue deep inside her, his own sperm mixed with her flow of sex juices pouring into his mouth. His nose was painfully pressed against her wet clit Lucille whipped her clit against it, whilst his tongue lapped at the still flowing juices. Lucille's hand went behind her to find George's now limp cock and she started to work it like she was trying to milk a cow. Rubbing up and down its wee length until again it rose. In another swift movement Lucille turned around, forcing her pussy lips over George's mouth. She grabbed her wand from beside the bed, shouted Cumus Atlanticus pointing at the cock and then clamped her mouth over it drinking deeply at the new torrent of cum that was spraying out. Finally, Lucille appeared to be satisfied, she lifted her mouth from the still spraying cock and pushed her pussy hard into George's face. Then she turned a final time and dibbled his jizz from her mouth over George's face and into his eyes before getting off his limp and aching body and heading for the shower. With great difficulty and in severe pain, George grabbed his dressing gown and fled down the stairs and was rewarded with a scream when another beautiful naked girl appeared on her way to the bathroom. Dr. Adolphus Snake was a great and powerful wizard and following the incident in his necromancy class where he had been tricked by a spell from an 18-year-old new girl to come all over her in front of the class, he was seething. Lucille Elastique was playing with fire and he was going to have his revenge. Snake prided himself on how in his 10 years of being housemaster of Slytherin he had never let his animal urges get the better of him. No matter how tempting any of his girl students were, and some were very tempting, he had never taken advantage and seduced them, always resisting their young shapely bodies and beautiful faces. Now, to be clear, that is not to say he couldn't fantasize about them, not to say he could not enjoy erotic wet dream orgies of wrestling with their naked bodies. If he imagined lifting the kilt of Oriella or Peggy and thrusting his cock deep inside them from behind, it didn't mean he was actually planning to it. If he fantasized about beautiful cum-swapping teens massaging each other's breast with his cum after an enormous shared orgasm, that was his affair. If he dreamt about Peggy sitting on his face while Oriella thrust up and down on his lightning rod, they were his dreams, he liked them and he would keep them to himself, thank you very much. Snake's nocturnal skills with lucid dreaming meant he could fulfill his most wicked desires in his sleep. He would frequently awake in the morning to damp sheets covered in the cum he had just dreamt he had spurted into his most beautiful student's mouth, or erupted in torrents over her fabulous naked body. He had just never taken advantage of any of them physically, not even the irresistible Gabriella Peacock in the year she became sex goddess. Gabriella could make boys come just by looking at them. Nice to have her back in the school, he thought. No, but that supermodel strawberry blonde bitch Lucille was a different matter and she needed to be punished for showing him up in front of Preeti, Sabrina and of course Henry. This last night, whilst beautiful Oriella slept soundly in Dave's arms and whilst George had failed to fuck pretty Peggy, 
Adolphus Snake did not dream about any of them as normally he might have wished. Instead he had recurring nightmares about Lucille growing fangs and drinking the lifeblood out of him. So, it was a tired and sorry snake that crawled out of his, for once, crisp dry sheets. He dressed in just shirt and chinos for the coming day was forecast to be rather hot for Scotland. Oriella had slept well, but was woken this sunny morning by two things. Firstly, Dave had an enormous hard on which, although he was asleep, was pushing at the lips of her labia as he snuggled up behind her in a gentle embrace. The second was the urgent need to get to the loo. So, regrettably she carefully removed Dave's arm which was lying over her warm breasts, slipped out of the narrow bed and through the invisible hole in the wall into the room she shared with Lucille Elastique. As she found her robe, she glanced at Lucille who was asleep, her twisted duvet snake did not surround her naked golden limbs. Her pert breasts and nipples of darker burnished gold were beautiful to behold. Her cupid bow lips were slightly parted showing pearlescent teeth. Oriella regretted that such a beautiful golden creature had such a black heart. She went to the bathroom, showered and then got dressed without waking Lucille, her eyes forever glancing at the French girl's perfect beautiful and sexy form with her instinctual desire that warmed her belly. Once dressed Oriella, left the sleeping Lucille and started her way down the tower with the intention of going to breakfast in the school refectory with her best friend Peggy. Earlier, hulking Henry had awoken to the sound of whimpering. In the morning light he looked across at George who was sitting on his bed with his dressing gown on and making strange noises. Henry lumbered out of bed, his usual morning hard-on beginning to subside, and pulled on his own gown as he went over to see what was wrong with his roommate. George looked ill. His pale face looking scaled with dried skin and his eyes wide and staring. Getting no sensible response from the shivering George, Henry rapidly decided that help was needed and descended the stairs to go and find Dr. Snake. Snake duly arrived, took a quick look at the shaking boy and told Henry to go and get Madame Pomfret cake from the infirmary. The big-bosomed and jolly Madame Pomfret cake arrived with a thermometer and began an examination. No one knew why she was called Madame as she was unmarried and in her twenties. The plunging neckline of her décolletage usually provided a source of excitement for the imaginations of both the pupils and teachers of Snogwarts. However, today the atmosphere was serious. George was obviously in some sort of shock and appeared to have some sort of skin problem with great flakes of skin peeling from his face. Getting a warm wet flannel, she started to wash the flaking skin and then sniffed and stopped. She told Henry to take his clothes and to leave the room, explaining that she and Dr. Snake would look after the boy. When Henry had exited, she turned to Snake and said, Adolphus, this stuff on his face isn't skin, it's dried sperm. Snake, trying not to be too obvious about clocking the nurse's considerable cleavage, moved forward and also sniffed, the smell of spunk was unmistakable. Strange, he said I can't believe Henry can be responsible for this, what on earth has happened to him? First clue is the dressing gown. Said Madame Pomfret Cake. This happened somewhere else, he's been wandering about in the night. Snake thought about the other boys who slept in the Slytherin Tower and was at a loss to think of any of the randy sods who would leave George with a face covered in cum. They were evil, yes, but there was something more going on here. Do you think one of the other boys, he asked. Let's not speculate, the matron replied. I'll get him to the infirmary and keep him until the shock subsides and he can give us an explanation. I'll also do a fuller inspection. 
He is looking thin and almost half-starved. George normally looks rather well-fed. Once back in his office, Snake found he had visitors. Two girls were waiting for him, Peggy and Sue. He had made the extremely cute and pretty Peggy a prefect, like Oriella, and his favorite lucid dreams these days usually included a threesome with them both. Peggy, like Oriella in a different way, was just his type, delightful and coy and gave off an air of complete innocence. Sue told her story to Snake of the boy running down the girl's staircase in the middle of the night. It came out a little reluctantly, as the girls generally admired an adventurous spirit in their male counterparts. However Sue had been frightened by the boy's strangely glistening face and the manic way he was moving, as if desperate to get away from some monster. It was because of this that Peggy persuaded her to speak to Snake. And, as Sue explained, the boy was Georgia Porgy. Everyone was surprised when Peggy Elfstone had been selected for Slytherin House by the Sorting Hat. Even now, seven years later she still maintained an air of such endearing innocence that no one, except her partners in crime, could believe that she had ever, ever thought a wicked thought inside that pretty tousled head. Her best friend had always been Oriella and, together, they had run riot, broke every rule of the school and discovered the joys of sex. But, when looking for a culprit for any mischievousness, Peggy's innocent expression put off any interlocutor seeking revenge and misdirected them to some other blameless pupil, normally in another house. After all these years, Peggy's most undeserved reputation for innocence was preserved. Beyond having a crush on her, Dr. Snake had his suspicions about Peggy, in particular he believed that she had a very strong innocence glamour that turned the heads of vengeful teachers and other pursuers of wrongdoing and made them look in other directions. But Snake was happy with this since, if Peggy was an evil genius in angelic clothing, Slytherin was exactly the right house for her, and besides, it meant he often had a chance to see and admire, if not touch, her. As with Oriella, Snake had a soft spot for Peggy and as she had grown up, he had found her ever more attractive. What he hadn't realized was that cute, innocent, 18-year-old Peggy also had rather a crush for him and spent much of her time fantasizing about the ways she could seduce him. Partly with seduction in mind, Peggy suggested to the housemaster that Sue should be sent off to breakfast and that she should go with him up to the senior rooms looking for clues. Always willing to oblige his favorites, Snake agreed and teacher and prefect followed the route taken by George the previous night. Snake did not often traipse up the girl's staircase as, in his more inexperienced days as housemaster, he occasionally found himself in an embarrassing situation with the appearance of an unexpectedly nude female form displaying itself in the most surprising places. Little did he imagine that his girl pupils actually planned this to ensure that Snake would be persuaded to avoid the girls' quarters and so they could get on with life in peace. At the same time, many of them also quite fancied the tall dark man and sometimes displayed their nakedness before him for the thrill of a dare. This could be quite a turn on both for the girls themselves as well as for the housemaster, who would pretend shock and surprise. As the sap rose rapidly in his dick. Even a snake followed Peggy up the stone stairway, yesterday's events during necromancy were gnawing at him. He was certain that Lucille had put him under a spell. He was also certain that his memory of most of the lesson had been somehow erased and he was not comfortable with this thought. However, there had been no complaints about his behavior from the headmaster, so he thought the perpetrators also had a strong reason for keeping mum. He wondered about blackmail, but thought he could deal with any attempt at that. But now, 
As he traipsed up the stairs after Peggy, the mystery of his coming all over Lucille in the classroom was finally put out of his mind. Principally this was because Snake was enjoying the sight of Peggy's swaying hips as she swung up the spiral stairs above him. Peggy's white socks and her gorgeous legs disappeared up into the hidden mysteries of her plaid skirt. He began to feel a thrill and stiffening of emerging desire as he imagined undressing the pretty girl to reveal her virginal breasts and to kiss and suck their hardening nipples. Voices were heard ahead of them and around the corner came Sabrina and Preeti. Snake could only stare what had happened to the girls. They were changed, they were still small and dark, but something was very different. They were smiling for a start and was that laughter in their eyes? They looked almost pretty. Almost not the same girls who had sat dully in the classroom yesterday. Great class yesterday, sir, called out Preeti. We're definitely coming again next week. Yeah. Sir, we keep coming thinking about it, shouted Sabrina over loudly with a laugh. The stairs were narrow and having let Peggy past, the two girls stood two steps above Snake and blocked his way. Fancy a quickie sir, said Preeti and lifted the front of her skirt to reveal a naked pubis. She licked her forefinger and rubbed it deliberately up and down her slit right in front of Snake's face. He gulped and froze to the spot as Preeti swayed her hips as she played with herself in front of his unbelieving eyes, slowly parting her naked pussy. He was speechless and felt a hot flush on his face. Sabrina took a step down to stand one step above him and cupped Snake's balls with one hand. Wow, Preeti, I think he's got a boner. He's certainly very wooden, laughed the petite Preeti. She also came down the step and deliberately ground her exposed her pubis into Snake's hard groin as he stood motionless in shock. Then with a great giggle, the two girls suddenly abandoned their taunting and rushed on past him, soon disappearing down around the next corner. Snake stared after them, his mind in a whirl and breathing heavily. Innocent Peggy had halted just above and realized that Snake was frozen to the spot. She took the teacher by the arm and pulled him up the remaining stairs to where her study was. In here sir, she motioned and led him into the room she shared with Sue. Snake sat on her bed and let his shoulders hunch and dropped his head into his hands in an expression of despair. The girl tried to talk to him, but he just sat there and just shook his head slowly. So, Peggy climbed up on the bed behind the teacher and began to massage his shoulders. Without resistance from the housemaster, Peggy set to work on his knotted muscles of his back and neck, loosening them with firm but delicate fingers. Gradually, she undid the upper buttons on his shirt and as she did this, she also deftly undid the buttons of her own blouse and the buckle of her skirt. The teacher seemed to be in a black funk, ignoring Peggy's gently probing fingers. Unseen by the unseeing snake, she removed her bra and gently pressed and rubbed her modest breasts into his back, using them to massage below Snake's shoulder blades. Her tender hands now wandered around to Snake's hairy chest where she found the man's small nipples and gently tweaked them. This shocked Snake from his misery and he lifted his head in surprise. Peggy! What are you doing? The girl, realizing that she had moments to capture him before he ran away, nimbly removed her loosened kilt and climbed onto the man, swinging a leg around the front of his neck so she was sat on his shoulders. Her panties showed the wet line of her sex juices and she pressed it against his mouth. Dada, take me, she whispered into his ear, breathing hot and heavily before starting to lick his ear and press herself harder onto his mouth. Snake tried to resist. I can't, he said, 
Mouth pushed against the thin damp cloth that hit her widening pussy lips, but as she held him tight to her with her strong young legs crossed behind his neck. My reputation. He said as he took in the deep and erotic smell of her young pussy juices. Peggy's tongue pressed hotly into his ear and whispered you haven't got a reputation, yet sir. Let's see if we can create one worthy of the dada of Slytherin. She pulled her panties to one side exposing her vulva to his lips. Helpless, Snake's tongue emerged and engaged tentatively with Peggy's hot and moist slit. A shudder of desire went through him as he tenuously worked the tip of his tongue slowly up and down the slit as the pussy lips gradually blossomed open like a fabulous flower, overpowering his reticence with their arousing perfume. This was better than his dreams. For the first time ever, as housemaster, Snake was being seduced by one of his pupils and now, resistance gone, with enthusiasm he delved deep into Peggy's divine love tunnel, all thoughts of Georgia Porgy, Lucille, Preeti, and Sabrina forgotten. To be continued. By Jane 700 Bond for Literotica. Thanks for joining us for today's steamy story. Come back tomorrow for another tale of explicit romance and passion. We hope you've found pleasure in today's story. Be sure to subscribe to Steamy Stories Podcast in your mobile podcasting app. Our podcast server and website also contains our full library of past episodes. Happy dreams.